Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai. I'm remarried and living my best life ever. See, there's so much life after divorce. I'm starting my new chapter unapologetically. I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me on the journey. Listen to all new episodes every Wednesday. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorced Not Dead. Sitting in my bedroom and going back to doing a solo since it's all your favorites. Today's solo, so I put out some questions to you all, and I kind of try and like, there's so many like different ones, like how to navigate to fall out with your best friend or close friends, how to to deal with difficult people. This kind of kept coming up, how to deal with men who lack communication. I mean, it's kind of all the same. So for me, I get asked this a lot, especially in my business and with what I do. You know, we tend to sort of, what does Sergio say? I burn bright and then I I then they want to blow them all out. I think that I meet people, I take people on face value and especially in Dubai, actually, you understand that you can't really do that. Dubai is really a funny place. You get such a mishmash of people that have come from all over the world, as I always say, to reinvent themselves, that you have to get quite deep. On surface value, everybody here is amazing. Everybody wants to help you. And then as you get deeper, you sort of unravel the shit, as I say. And I think friendships are pretty much like that too. And I mean, I know I've done ones on friendships and I think, you know, on complicated friendships with women and, you know, why some women want you to break up or get divorced with your husbands or why, why women are better friends when you're in the middle of a crisis than when you're riding high. But I think, you know, complicated relationships as in with your family, because that's a very complicated relationship, right? Because no matter how much you fall out, you really can't get rid of them, whether you want to or not, or nor should you. And I suppose those that those are the ones that are sent to teach you what a relationship is. Otherwise, you just have the fallout and never come back. Now, I noticed that with a lot of like really famous friends of mine, that they don't have the skill set to have a huge fallout and then say, I'm sorry, you know, let me retract that. I'm sorry if I hurt you and I'm going to do better because they're so used to having people sort of go, oh, well, you know, not be prepared to lose their friendship because the friendship comes with so many perks. And there are so many different reasons that can that can also be so if you're rich, right? A lot of people, rich people have friends 
that never say no to them. And they, you know, they go off absolutely frustrated, have a massive argument The you know, the other friend goes off and goes, I fucking hate them. But they end up back together because either they've got a boat or a plane or something they enjoy doing. Right. So that kind of bonds them back. I made it pretty big decision, well, not big decision. I made a decision. A lot of my friends are wealthy that I wouldn't be one of those people. I always have always said there's no such thing as a free dinner free ride, free plane trip, free boat trip. Somehow you always fucking pay for it. I'd rather take EasyJet than a private jet, frankly, just because, you know, somehow, again, you pay for it. People dine out. Oh, she took my private jet. She took this. She used me for this. No, I fucking didn't. So I made that decision a long time ago, having learned the hard way with a few best friends. Complicated relationships is, I think, the most, you know, down to your children. My children are complicated relationships. I mean, have you brought up teenagers? Teenagers are the most complicated relationship on earth. You know, in the morning they can love you and by the afternoon you're the, you know, you're literally the devil incarnate and the worst mother on the planet. And I don't care who you are. You can walk in as a single parent, not a single parent, sorry, as a single woman into my house and hear my daughter call me the worst mother on the planet and go, oh my God, you must be the worst mother on the planet. You're not. You're really not. It's not true. They don't mean it. It's a universal saying, I'm not the only worst mother on the planet. At some point or another, we're all the worst mother on the planet. Doesn't mean we actually are. It's just what kids like to call us. So it's it's maneuvering all of those without collapsing, I suppose. I don't really know how to, you know, it's not a how-to to that. It's just growing a pair and understanding that, you know, everybody's got an opinion of a situation, don't they? It's like assholes. Everybody's got one. You just have to sort of weed out and understand, okay, her opinion is different from my opinion. Make your own opinion. Once you've made your own opinion, stick to it. Complicated relationships are sort of based on also compromise. And I think, you know, well, I, I had a very interesting, I had a single girlfriend of mine come in for dinner the other night and she was going on about like, you know, oh, well, men, they're impossible. And she's sort of rolling her eyes at Sergio going, well, there's another baby. How do you do it? How do you do it? And I, I said, but I've got three kids. I've got, you know, a father that used to work for me. I had a very complicated relationship with him. I, I didn't grow up with my brothers and sisters, really. We were separated in boarding schools. We have relationship. Yeah, we do. We have a nice relationship, but it's very complicated. My sister and I have the most complicated relationship on the planet. I mean, basically... We don't really have a relationship. We see each other maybe once a year, text each other maybe twice a year, birthdays, I suppose, Christmas. That's about it. Don't know what's going on in her life. She doesn't really know what's going on in mine, but we're good with it. There's, I mean, there's no fight. It's just a complicated relationship. If I needed her in the middle of the night, she'd probably be one of the first phone calls I made. Absolutely. And she'd be there. That's okay. I'd have it. But, you know, she is a prime example. My daughter wants to go and stay with her just now. And, you know, she doesn't have any children. And I have to remind myself of that. Because when you have children, you're used to compromise and you're used to putting yourself out for other people. And you're used to having to put yourself sort of second. And that's not to say I, you know, everyone goes, well, you know, you always put yourself first. And I, I do put myself first because happy mum is a happy life, right? I do put myself, my life first. I'm not going to put my life second for everybody else in my life. But what I mean is... I also know that my kids have to come first too, right? So if they want something, I will bend for them. 
So anyway, I was asking her, if my daughter wanted to stay with her. Now, mind you, my daughter's now 16. She's, she's not a baby. And you have to remind people of this. She's like, well, who's dropping her off? Who's picking her up? What's, and I'm like, I don't know. She's 16. I mean, she's coming from a girlfriend's house. I presume she's getting a taxi. Hadn't even thought about it because she'll get a cab. She's independent. She knows where she's going. She's not going out at midnight. She's going to take herself from her friend's house to my sister's house. Well, you know, we were going on holiday. It was quite funny. We were going on holiday for two months. So, you know, obviously we had a lot of luggage and she's like, well, who's bringing her luggage and going to carry that up? And I'm like, well, I guess her and you, you know, and she's like, well, I was hoping she wouldn't bring her luggage. And I'm like, well, she's coming from Dubai. So where would you like the luggage to go? Because it's impossible. And it kept going on like this. And we kept sort of like pushing each other's back up to the point that I was like, oh, for God's sake, I, you know, then don't have her. Don't fucking have her. You invited her, wasn't even involved in the process. To be honest, she called you. She's 16 and she doesn't need her mother to make the time for her. You said yes. Now it's now it's everything's a problem. If it's a bloody problem, she'll go. I'll, I'll arrange it with her girlfriend's parents. But again, she's 16. She knows how to work a telephone. She knows how to make her arrangements. And I have three children and 16 other jobs. So like, if I can produce independent children, I will. That's not to say I don't know where they're going. I knew she was going to my sister's house. She's not going to a crack den in South London. She's going to my sister's house, right? How many more questions do I need to ask? I'm comfortable with that. You're not comfortable with my comfortability. That's your problem, but you don't have kids. So, you know, it's kind of back and forth like that. I have it kind of with my other sister-in-law too. Actually, she does have kids, but she still doesn't get my way of parenting. And again, you don't have to get my way of parenting. It's not for you to discuss. So I have a really complex relationship with my family. Really complex. It never really ends well. My wedding, oh my God, ended up fighting with my sister-in-law, my sister who I'd put in my house, you know, to look after. They're like, oh, well, you know, we're doing everything for you. Okay. Well, I have two housekeepers and a driver there. I didn't feel like they, I put them in my house to look after my kids. My kids can look after themselves and their nannies are there. I felt like I was giving them my house so they didn't have to pay for a hotel, but okay. So everybody has difficult people in their lives. Everybody. Now, you know, on the flip side, that's how I felt that I'd given them my house and, you know, was making everything easy and nice for them. And here's my driver and take, you know, use my pool. On the other hand, they saw it like, well, he, you know, I dumped them in my house and, and left them my kids. So it's weird, isn't it? Perspective is everything. And I can't be bothered, you know, to fight all the time. Like it, calm, don't like it. Get a hotel, walk out. That's what I said don't like my house, too much responsibility for you, which I find bizarre since I had so many staff in there. Go to a hotel. Absolutely. Walk out. Don't need it. My kids are fine. So you leave so that I don't have to take this bullshit right now. My parents, I've always had a weird relationship with. It's okay, but we never discuss anything of any major value. Much better now. But again, it's just, I guess, made me the way I am. I'm not bitching and moaning because it's just, I've, ha I've got a great life, but that's why I I can live, I suppose, in this bubble with Sergio. And I guess, you know, the other thing it's done for me, different relationships has taught me not to rely on every, anyone, like really rely on people. You can only rely on yourself, maybe your husband or, I mean, not even that. Like you're, you're, we're all in this world on our own, really. Look, look, it's not that I can't rely on my family. I can rely on my family. For the, as, again, if the shit hit, really hits the fan, I can always pick up the phone, always. 
but the relationship is complicated. Let's take a little break from this episode because I need to tell you all about my favorite bedding, bathroom, and at-home loungewear brand. As you all know, Cozy Earth. They develop and craft high-quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth so that you can get the restorative sleep you need to curate your sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your home. You can feel the quality of their goods in your sleep. I truly think proper sheets can make a huge difference in your sleep at night, and this is why I trust Cozy Earth. Another reason are they are number one in customer satisfaction because they have a 10-year, yes, I said 10-year warranty on all their products. Not only is it great in case something rips, tears, or because other products are so durable, we know they will last 10 years and more. They also offer, which I've never heard of before, but is insanely good, a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try it for a 100 nights, and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. I know I said last time that my favorite color for the sheets was oat, but with my new house, I've chosen charcoal, which is kind of like my Thai choice favorite. But I feel somehow I sleep deeper in the dark color, probably just in my head, but I feel so comfy in this color too. But that's to be expected because it's cozy earth, which is softer than cotton. And one of the most important aspects to me is the way the sheets are temperature regulating. It's truly amazing because I like to be cool and cozy all night long. And I live in the Middle East, so I can't even tell you to be able to be temperature regulated is so important. Cozy Earth provide an exclusive offer for my listeners today 35% off site-wide when you go to CozyEarth.com and use the code DND. That is CozyEarth.com. Use code DND for 35% off site-wide. We just love it, don't we? Now let's get back to the show. Do you want to start a company but have no idea where to begin? Or do you have dreams of becoming an influencer? Well, the Life with Mariana podcast is here to help. I'm Mariana Hewitt, a Los Angeles-based influencer and co-founder of the Clean Skincare line, Summer Fridays. Each Tuesday, I'm talking to my friends from business owners, wellness experts, and more to share all of their best advice for you to live your best life. Make sure to tune in and subscribe to my podcast and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what's coming up each week so you don't miss an episode. So I think it's learning to sort of process your relationship as it is you know, we'd all like to change certain things. And I think actually, there you go. My sister-in-law feeling that I'd left the kids to her and me feeling like I'd left my beautiful house to her. That it, it, that, that's it. Never the twain shall meet. And I think that's a very important thing. I didn't see it like that at all. She saw it completely like that. I'm not here to change her mind, nor am I going to try, nor do I care to. So, you know, I think sometimes in life you go, okay, that's your opinion. That's mine. And you go done. And you just have to keep the peace that way because fighting and pushing all the time is exhausting. Now you have difficult relationships in business. Okay. And it's the same thing. It's the same tactic. You know, you can, you can argue all you want, but if the other person doesn't see things your way, then, you know, there's not a lot you can do about that because you'll drive yourself nuts. Absolutely fucking nuts. And we can all gather an army because I've definitely, we've all done that. 
And, you know, you can ask 10 people and two, you know, five will say it's your way and five will say it's the other way. And then you gain sides and everything else. And that's why in arguments with family or friends, I try not to do that, people. I try to keep it to myself a little bit. But obviously it gets hard when, you know, you've got best friends and best friends always ask, why is that person not in your life or that person? And since I've been in Dubai, you know, I've made a lot of friends. And you'll see if you follow me at all, you'll see some have fallen by the wayside and some are still here, you know, and 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 that's okay. It was, and I did, I did, I did a podcast on that and losing good girlfriends and all of this and how hard it is because it is like a grieving process. But this is very similar to that. Navigating relationships with close friends, with families, with business partners. It takes the same amount of effort, work and tact. And, you know, in a way, I think sometimes reality TV has helped me with all that because in reality TV, we can't hold things in. And we also have to think very carefully before we speak because it will live forever, you know, and words can really, really, really change an outcome very easily. You either handle things with diplomacy or you go steamrolling in, which is what I tend to do. And then you can't take it back and you're fucked. And I think that, you know, learning how to deal with somebody that you have to get the other way through, right? girlfriends and everything else. Okay. It hurts. It's painful. But you know, when you've had a giant fallout, but when it's over, it's over. You just know somehow you just know it's painful for a while. You miss the person. I've definitely experienced it a couple of times this year, but now it's over. I'm like, I'm done. It's, it's good. I'm okay with it. But you don't get the luxury of that with your family because that's just too final. Right. And I would never suggest that never suggest that for anyone. I mean, I think it's desperately sad. Just think even those things like even Meghan Markle, I mean, reading that and listening to her about her and her father, I can't, I, can't, I just still can't believe that, you know, he had a heart attack and she hasn't been seeing him. Like those kind of things to me, that's, it's just unforgivable just in the fact that you have one family. So I think those people that you can't let go of are sent to teach us humility empathy, things that maybe I didn't learn at school. Because again, you know, even watching my teenage daughter, every second week, there's a giant beef with a friend where it is giant. There are tears. They're not going to be allowed back in the house. You know, they all hate each other. Everybody takes sides. And then a week later, they're all like, you know, having the nails done together and you've taken a side. And so you realize that you can't do that with certain relationships at all. So, you know, I think that it's super important to rethink how you deal in these situations. My children, as as I've said, you know, say awful things. And I think it's just letting it go through one ear and out the other. We've all said things that we don't mean. We've all dug our heels in to a situation that maybe we shouldn't have just because we're, we're stubborn, we're bloody minded, we thought we were in the right. And sometimes, by the way, we think we're in the right. We dig ourselves so deep, then we wake up and have an epiphany, realize that we totally weren't in the right, but we've gone so far, we don't know how to get out of it without ego or embarrassing ourselves as far as we're concerned, right? There is nothing embarrassing about saying I'm wrong nothing. No one I know has ever gone up to someone saying, I'm really sorry. You know what? I was wrong. And then the other person just burst out laughing and goes, you dick. Nobody. They go, oh, really? Thank you. You know, because it means a lot. It shows a lot. It shows respect for the other person, right? In business, 
I've said it to you before, we're all winging it. There isn't a, you know, there isn't a book that comes with a manual that comes with a business. Here you are, I'm now a dry cleaner. So like, I know how to be a, a multiple, you know, franchise dry cleaning service all over the world. No, I don't. Right. But I decided I want to have one. I believe anyone can learn anything, but you know, doesn't mean you know how to run it. Genuinely running a company is the same, right? I mean, as far as I was concerned, when you, when you run a company, you're the CEO and you always hire people better below you to run their departments and then they report to you. So because quite frankly, who, you, you can't possibly know everything about everything. I think business difficult relationships is learning that, is learning to take the ego out of the relationship, right? So when someone comes to you and goes, well, Caroline, even though you're the CEO and maybe they're the head of the marketing department, they go, you know what, Caroline, I don't think that strategy is really the right strategy for your client. And you go, well, what the fuck? I'm the CEO. I've told you, this is my client. I know my client better than you. I'm not going to go for it, right? Or, or, you know, who are you? You're just, you know, the head of the marketing department. Okay, well, you have to sit back and learn to listen to people. You may not like what you hear, that goes for relationships, that goes for children, that goes for business, but you need to listen, digest and go, okay, parts of that I understand. Yes, my customer is in Southeast Asia now, or, you know, my customer's always spilling red wine, whatever it is. And the, you know, I need to focus my, my business to that market or this market, or these are the stains that <laughs> happen the most, whatever it is. Right. And you, and you veer that way. But if you don't listen to people who may be better at what they do, you know, like oh, TikTok, for example, I mean, fuck, I don't have to be a TikToker, nor did I ever think I wanted to be. It's ridiculous. Having said that now, Sergio's a fucking genius. You know, TikTok's doing really well for us. If I hadn't listened to him or he hadn't, if he hadn't just overridden me, thank God he's my husband, right? I, I would never have done it. I'm like, I'm too old. It's ridiculous. And you out there probably are going, well, she does look ridiculous on TikTok. Granted, absolutely. I'm not denying that for a second. But as a business strategy for us and what we do, it is a very valuable, very big part of our social media strategy that I just can't get out of. So painfully for me, because it goes against the grain of everything I've sort of wanted to do, I have let go and I'm having like, you know, if you look at my Instagram, there I am beautifully polished, you know, my makeup and my hair and all that rubbish. And on TikTok, you know, I've rolled out of bed and I haven't got anything on. And because of the authenticity of the way I am on TikTok, I'm becoming really popular. And that was by accident. Didn't really mean to want to like show the good, the bad and the ugly, but because I didn't know I was doing it, Sergio just posted it around my back. And I think that's a good a good philosophy for life. It was a pleasant surprise because it worked out. Some things will work out. Some things won't. You can, you know, you can do your best. You can be there. And I think complicated relationships. I've had relationships where I put my relationships with my friends or my business partners before my family because I've prioritized money. I want to make money. So like I will jump and they, when the, you know, business person says come at 10 o'clock at night or we're flying here, flying there. And they've realized actually it doesn't bring money. It just brings a complete lack of balance in your life because actually boundaries are what makes everything work for you. Boundaries are so important in life. 
Because when you set a boundary, people understand that they know your worth. When actually they all have boundaries. You know, when you're working for people, they all set boundaries, except when you're, you know, sometimes you're so scared to set a boundary in case someone says no. Well, I've, I kind of feel like it's that now for me as well. When someone goes, what's your rate card? You know, I never, I, I never expected myself to be, which is as, as the girls in the show call me a 50 year old influencer. And I don't consider myself a 50 year old influencer, by the way. And I'm only 46. Am I 47? Might be 47. But, you know, it's become part of my businesses a very powerful tool that I have. It's not my main business, but it's a big business. And, you know, all of these things is, means that I was able to listen to other people and do things that I didn't think I could do. I'm so proud of myself this year for navigating so many twists and turns in my own relationship. My relationship with Sergio is complicated. My relationship with his parents are complicated. They love me now. They didn't before. And it's still complicated because can I give them grandchildren? Who the fuck knows? Can I give Sergio a child? Who the fuck knows? We're trying, but it may not happen. So, you know, do I need to think in the future of how that looks for him? You know, not going to worry about it right now, but it's a complicated relationship, right? If you don't have complicated relationships in your life, there is something wrong with you. And I see that with a lot of single women and single men because they're so used to being selfish, as soon as somebody with a voice or a complicated ask or baggage or whatever, you know, a single, a single mom is complicated because they actually have to put themselves out for the other person. Dating now today is impossible because unless you're literally spraggy-eagled on a bed within five minutes of meeting each other, you're difficult. Oh, there she is. She wants to go out for dinner again. She's difficult. Oh, she said no to having sex. She's difficult. You know, we're always difficult somehow. No, we're not fucking difficult. You know, it's just you don't know how to navigate a normal relationship. It's not really a complicated one. It's just a normal one, but it seems complicated to you because you've never had to deal with anyone but your own good self, which is why I've stressed so many times that married women tend to get remarried within God knows how long and single women that have been single their whole lives or men don't because they are complicated. They think they're easy and they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I can just go with the flow. I'll just get up on Saturday and decide to fly to Costa Rica for the weekend. And I don't have anyone to ask. So, and she had to call, you know, and you're like, no, that's just called selfish. And like, if you waited three days, I could probably come with you because I could call my mother or I could, you know, put my kids in with my girlfriend and say, would you have them to stay? But yeah, can I leave in three, three hours notice like you? Probably not. No, nor, nor do I actually want to, by the way, not because I'm complicated, but because I have a life and I don't want to live that way. So it's about sort of looking at complicated relationships and saying, are they complicated are, or are we overcomplicating them? Is it really complicated? Because if it was really complicated, look at Sergio. Okay, there you are. Typical example. 24 years old, meets a 43-year-old woman with three kids. Now, if you, that's not fucking, oh, who lives the other side of the world, by the way. If that's not complicated, I don't know what is. Yet, somehow, we have navigated a relationship where he's left the country, moved to Dubai, got himself 
work, lives with my children who are all teenagers who simply apparently, according to everyone else, should actually fucking hate him, gets on fine with my ex-husband. I mean, they're not like high-fiving and going out for dinner on their own, but you know, we can have a dinner together and it's perfectly civil and it's all good. He made a complicated, what on paper looks complicated, easy and smooth. And now let me tell you, my normal relationship with my ex and the kids was complicated. Holy shit, it was a war zone. When one child was up, the next one's down. When one's down, the next one's up. But then because of the stress of that, we were both tired coming home from work. And then that would complicate our relationship. That doesn't happen anymore. Sergio and I shove on the music. If the kids are having meltdowns, we kind of ignore it. Or we shove on a movie, we watch a movie, we say, let's go out, think of things, fun things to do. Last night, they were all in bed, play fighting with each other. And it somehow just seems fun now. The house has a fun time. Now, if Sergio came in and went, oh God, the kids are fucking annoying. Or like, oh, get them out of my bedroom. Or like, you know, why are they not in bed? You know, it's whatever time and I want my time. If he had an ounce of that, my relationship with Sergio would be extremely complicated. But it's not because he has, and maybe that's soccer actually, thinking about it as on the spot. Like, how the fuck is he so malleable? I presume being part of a team. I haven't asked him. This is out of my head. But I presume from the age of 15, well, you know, he was a professional soccer player traveling the world with, I don't know how many people are on a soccer team, to be honest. Eight, is it? Anyway, or 10, I don't know. Don't watch football. But I guess he had to share the spotlight with all those people, share a locker room, and learn to get on with them. There you go made him uncomplicated, made him who he is. So, you know, you don't want only child syndrome. Who wants to be an only child? Who doesn't know how to share anything and everything's mine? And, you know, and you can't be happy for other people and all of these things. All relationships are complicated. It's how you deal with them. If you make it complicated and you acknowledge the complication, it becomes even more complicated. If you just go, well, yeah, you, yes, yes, you're married and you have seven children, but you know, maybe we'll build a log cabin in the thing and we'll all go right white water rafting instead of going to the Maldives to a six star hotel. You know, there you go. I love doing that stuff. You know, I love Sergio and I go, okay, we've got the kids. Let's go to Cornwall. Let's go camping. We're not saying let's go to you know, a $15,000 a night luxury suite in the Maldives. I mean, number one, they wouldn't want to go anyway. But that's what we would like to do, right? But now we've got kids. We go, okay, so we get a beautiful log cabin in Soho House in UK. It's just different, right? Because we are able to see what's important and go, okay, we can't change it. We can only change it if we break up. We're not going to break up. So, And I don't want, as I've said before, a 50-year-old with his own complications who says, you know, his schedule's so busy that he'll see me twice a month. You know, I have a girlfriend that gets to see her boyfriend once a week on weekends. I'm like, that would just would, no, no. Well, I'm not a cat, you know, put me outside and I'll come back in a week or so. And no, it just doesn't work for me. You still have time to go out with work colleagues or boys. You'll see me on the weekends. Fuck that shit. No. So 
everything's complicated in life, even the most things that seem uncomplicated or uncomplicated people because they've got no baggage, they're complicated. And the more single people have been single, they become even worse. So I think the moral to this whole thing is like, you can't avoid complication. You can't avoid, as I've said, being, feeling discomfort in life. And it's the same with complicated people, because if you're not working things out with complicated people, then you're not growing in yourself. A typical example is Sergio and I've been working on two or three deals at the moment. It's been the most complicated fucking few months of my life, literally. The stress levels are through the roof. Now, I could throw it all in and say, I'm just going to bake cakes. But I've realized at this point in my life that nothing is easy. Nothing. So if I throw away something I've tried all this time to get and throw it away at the last hurdle because I don't like a complication, then more well, shame me. I'm never going to get anywhere, am I? So get out there, face your complication head on, strategize and see if it's worth fighting for. And genuinely, normally it is. If it's just a bitchy girlfriend, let them go. But business is always going to be complicated. Family will always be complicated. There will always be disagreements. Okay. It's how you come through the other side. But we all come through the other side. Nobody dies. You just have to work it out. And I think that is the key to complicated relationships is you give a little, they give a little, and then you hug it out. That's all I can say. Maybe not in business, but you know, they, then contracts come in, right? So I suggest that complicated relationships, some of the best things in the world come from them. So don't avoid them. You know, to be complicated, it means you care, right? You didn't care. You wouldn't be complicated. You just wouldn't be there. So remember that. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. I do hope this helps a few of you out there. Good luck with all of those difficult relationships in your life. Just know I'm on Housewives and it can't get worse than this. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.